Black Sports Management Union is geared towards advancing Black pathways in the sports industry. We want to bring African-American students together by providing education and resources to both professional and student members, fulfilling the principle of our motto. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new edition of The Cusp Show, the Columbia University Sports Podcast. My co-host today, some of you may not know him. Students will be familiar with him and faculty will be familiar with him, but he's actually a student in the program. And I was fortunate to get to know him back in the fall in the digital class. So I'm really pleased to welcome as my co-host for the special edition, Taylor DiBernardo. What's up, Taylor? Hey, thanks for having me. It's a privilege to be on the show today. And uh, we're lucky enough to have not one, not two, but three special guests today. So really, really great group, uh, you know, in the same cohort as me as well. So I'm really looking forward to this one. Yeah, so no pressure, but there's a rumor uh, going around that you actually have appeared on a few podcasts unrelated to sports management. So uh, we expect you to bring your A-game to this one. As, yeah, you already as know. The, okay, good. Uh, so the idea of the special edition, everybody, is uh, consistent with some of the other shows that we recently produced and we'll be sharing with everybody is to showcase some of our students and some of the really great activities that are happening kind of extracurricularly. That's a hard word to say. Uh, beyond the academic side of the program. There's some really good work being done by a bunch of the students and we're really pleased today to welcome key members and the leaders of the Black Sports Management Union. So we're gonna hear about that. We're gonna hear about its mission, its ideas, its some of its events, its philosophy, et cetera. It's obviously a really interesting topic to delve into. So what we're gonna do is have uh, the three students who's part of the union introduce themselves, and then Taylor uh, and I will think about some questions for them, some serious and maybe some just for some fun as we get to know them. But I'd like to start with the co-founder and president of the Black Sports Management Union here at Columbia, and that is Layden Williams. Um, Layden, I'll turn the mic over to you in 10 or 12 seconds, but I also want to mention that he's joined by fellow members Riley Parker, and Cam Morris. So welcome, you guys. Really happy to have you on the show. Layden, uh, why, don't you, why don't you let everybody know what you guys are up to? Gotcha. Uh, thanks, Tom, for having me on the show. Long-time listener, so definitely appreciative of letting you uh, or letting me join the platform. Again, my name's Layden Williams. I'm actually one of the co-founders and current presidents of the BSMU. Um, shout out to Jamie Obamey, who also helped me uh, stand stand up the group. Um, so again, the Black Sports Management Union is geared towards advancing Black pathways in the sports industry. We want to bring African-American students together by providing education, resources, and meaningful connections to both professional and student members, fulfilling the principle of our motto, advancing Black pathways in the sports industry. And as you mentioned, I'm joined by the co-VPs, Cam Morris and Riley Parker. That's great. Um, so before we uh, have Riley and Cam introduce themselves, uh, Layden, just you know, give a really brief kind of a laden story of how you got to the program, what you're up to. All right, I'll try to keep it uh, as quick and concise yeah. as I can. So my name's Layden Williams. I'm originally from Roanoke, Virginia. If anyone's a fan of basketball, it's JJ Reddick's hometown. So my claim to fame is I'm really good friends with his younger brother, David Reddick. Um, so I played basketball four years at Catawba College down in Salisbury, North Carolina. At the time, I decided to go to grad school for the first time instead of going overseas to play basketball. So I received my MBA from Radford University. Uh, initially, I thought I wanted to become a CPA because I studied accounting in undergrad. 
And I quickly realized that I didn't want to become a lifelong bean counter um, when I earned my first job as a consultant back in DC. So I pivoted to Charlotte, North Carolina to take on a career in risk management as a compliance consultant slash internal auditor. So for the past six years, I was actually in financial services working split between Wells Fargo and also MetLife. And in 2018, I started to do some uh, market research and conducting some informational interviews. And I was fortunate enough to speak with Andrew Hawkins, uh, Drew Mueller, um, Akshay Madhaven, which are some alums of the program to kind of talk about how they were able to pivot into the sports industry. Uh, reached out to Scott on Twitter, shot him a DM. Uh, we chopped it up about two years ago and then I'm here now on the Cuff Show. Wow, the best part of that whole bio, which is really impressive, is the shout out uh, to Scott Roser and Twitter as the platform connecting with people. I know Layden and I share a common philosophy about that. So good for you, Layden, that's great. Um, and by the way, you just mentioned two of my former students Mm -hmm. uh, Drew and Akshay, who mm -hmm. uh, both terrific students. In fact, for one semester a few years ago, Drew was the course assistant in the digital yeah. class. Anyway, um, Riley, I know you, I recognize you, but not everybody else knows you. So just uh, say hello. Hi. Hi, Professor Richardson. Nice to Good see, to see you, you again. Yes. <laughs> Long time no see. But my name is Riley Parker. I am the co-vice president of the BSMU. And I'm originally from the Bay Area, California. So I rep all base sports teams. That's uh, the Raiders, not so much Bay Area anymore, and the Warriors. Um, but a little bit about myself, I am, I went to St. John's University undergrad, so I'm familiar with New York, it's nothing new to me, and I came to Columbia because I actually found out about the sports management program when I was doing a program with the U.S. Olympic Committee called FLAME, and actually a graduate from the program, I was able to speak to him, his name's Javaris Flagg, so he was the first person that I heard about Columbia Sports Management Program, and I was immediately captivated because I was like, I didn't know that was a thing. So I applied the following year, and now here I am. And the BSMU is something that I originally wanted to get involved with, as Kim may share the same sentiments with me. We both came to Columbia, connected, and we were like, well, I, we want to get uh, involved on campus. And we were like, one day we'll both be president and vice president of the organization. So it's funny that we're starting off as co-vice presidents together. But this is our first semester in the role. So really just looking to put on some great events for all the students at Columbia and just bring awareness to uh, uh, powerful members or powerful people that are in the sports industry that look like us and are people of color, so. That's great. Good, thanks, thanks Riley. And Cam, I, I'll just mention everybody that uh, those of us that are involved with this podcast know Cam because he's one of our student workers on the podcast doing yeoman's work week to week, um, doing social posts and things like that and, and getting to hear my picayune comments about uh, how, how to use Twitter. <laughs> so thank you for being patient. Uh, so Cam, say hello to everybody. Well, uh, thank you so much. And I'm not sure how to uh, follow up uh, Layden and uh, Riley. Uh, they were great. But um, hi, guys. I'm uh, Cameron Morris. I'm actually a, a graduate of Winston-Salem uh, State a, a, a University down in North Carolina. Um, I interned for uh, two years at the ACC uh, before uh, coming here, predominantly in the uh, football uh, department. But I touched pretty much everything there, uh, especially men's uh, basketball. Um, much like uh, Riley said, uh, I found out about this uh, program and how could I not be thrilled to join? Uh, so 
soon after I was accepted, I met uh, Riley and we did talk about being in these exact roles and taking over a, a, the a leadership of positions after a laden uh, moves on. So this has been incredibly um, exciting. And uh, yeah, um, now, as you mentioned, I've, I'm, I'm a casual uh, worker for uh, social and uh, this is great to finally be on the uh, podcast as a guest. Uh, thank you guys so much for having me. Well, our pleasure. Um, so Taylor and I are going to trade trade off on the questions. And Taylor, um, I'll just kick off, if you don't mind, Absolutely. with something we mentioned in prepping for the show. Um, we've seen various organizations, extracurricular organizations, uh, pop up through the years, which, which is fantastic. I, I personally love to see the initiative. I think it's really uh, great, uh, a great thing. Um, and one of the things that defines them ultimately beyond the, let's say, the mission statement and the people involved is what they actually do, like how they activate uh, the, the, this new uh, group. So Layden, Riley, and Cam, talk about what you intend to do. And I know some stuff is probably still in planning stage, but share whatever you can about how are you going to bring this to life. Yeah, I guess I can kick things off. Great question. So how we're looking to bring this group to life is by utilizing our contacts and utilizing our resources to kind of build relationships within the industry. Anyone that's familiar with the sports industry should know that it's a relationship business and the best way to kind of evolve, pivot, or launch your career in sports is to make these uh, connections with individuals that are at the top or at the management level or even at the coordinator um, level. So what we're looking to do is um, partner with individuals that are interested in speaking with our student groups. Um, one of our first initiatives is actually later on tonight. Not sure when this is airing, but uh, today is uh, January 29th. We're having what's called an out of office conversation. And it's basically a uh, unfiltered conversation with the game changer in the sports industry. Um, tonight's conversation features Cecil White, who was recently listed on Forbes 30 under 30 as a uh, star on the horizon. So again, just having small intimate sessions with game changers in the industry is one way that we're looking to kind of uh, spark conversation and build relationships. Um, we do have some events planned for February, uh, March, and April that we can kind of get into later, but also wanted to give Cam and Riley a chance to kind of talk about the group. Yeah, before we, before we turn it over to Cam and Riley, could you just um, let listeners know if these are going to be accessible to non-students? Like, will they in any way be publicized and, and like you know, available on demand? Yeah, so the the out-of-office conversations, since they are going to be unfiltered, we're not going to record or release those um, okay. to the public, but the event in February, um, which is called Teamwork Makes the Dream Work, that's actually going to be recorded and shared uh, to students, to alumni, to anyone that's interested in the sports industry, and just a quick blurb about that event, it's actually going to feature an alumni, so it features Andrew Hawkins. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, it features uh, Fred Whitfield, who's actually one of my uh, mentors, even if he doesn't know it, he's the COO of the Charlotte Hornets, and then also Lisa Joseph Medalist, who's Dwayne Wade's agent, and it'll be moderated by our very own Professor uh, Pam Wheeler. Wow, well, that sounds great. Okay, good, good. That's a congratulations on setting that up. So, Riley and Cam, would you like to add anything about some of the activation ideas? Yeah, um, I think that our goal here is to really help increase uh, diversity at the top levels of this industry. And, um, and by bringing in these professionals who are, um, who are currently at the top of these uh, positions to help bridge that, that, that gap 
between them and the uh, students here and uh, help uh, create those uh, pathways and expand uh, networks? Yeah, just bringing multifaceted events to the student body, you know, just not your average panel, you know, we'll bring events where they're interactive, where you also get to meet other club members. And then in terms in regards to the professionals that we bring, we're looking to bring not only people that just work at the NBA or the NFL, but who work in maybe smaller jobs, but they're rewarding jobs. So we're looking to bring that multifaceted approach because we are, we are diverse students and we want to bring that diverse perspective. Nice. BSMU has already done an excellent job of that so far. Last fall, we had the privilege of having a virtual panel with Troy Vinson, VP of uh, Football Operations at the NFL, and Ms. Thompson of the Screen Hole Company and uh, Ms. Wheel from Minorities in Sports Business, which was arguably the most attended event we had last semester. And it was absolutely phenomenal. Just curious, speaking of uh, people in leadership positions and other uh, executives, whether it's in sports or even athletes and people who are really extending their voice, are there any particular mentors, leaders, or idols that you personally have that you look up to that you're looking to emulate? I guess I can go first since I'm certainly not shy. Um, I would say first things first, definitely uh, Jerron Smith, who runs um, Steph Curry's day-to-day um, -day over at Under Armour. Um, also, Samir Hernandez is actually a good friend of mine. He runs um, brand partnerships over at Slam Magazine. What he's been able to do over the years is, is really um, impactful. So he's not only in the sports industry, but he um, takes a stand against social injustice, also uses his platform to create some pretty meaningful content. He actually just produced a short film featuring uh, a hip hop um, artist and an actor called Two Distant Strangers. So I would definitely put them on my vision board as far as guys who are navigating in the sports industry um, in a space that I would like to be in one day. And also Rich Kleinman, who is um, Kevin Durant's uh, right-hand man and agent slash manager. Awesome, how about you, Riley? Uh, I'm, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Agent Nicole Lynn. She is my absolute favorite. I idolized her in every sense of the word. Uh, she has broken the glass ceilings. She's a, a double threat because not only is she a woman working in sports, but she's also a black woman working in sports. So she's had, she's represented, uh, she's been, she represented the highest draft pick represented by a black female agent in the NFL. And then also she just got a certified NBA agent. So she's definitely making pathways and continuing to do it her own way, which I love. And because when I was an undergrad, I started WISE on my campus for women in sports entertainment. So I am familiar and have been trying to network with other women also who look like me and we can continue to keep the conversation going on how women are, are dominant or starting or trying to, you know, get their foot in the door and try to dominate the field and taking numbers and not only sitting at the table, but they're creating a space. So that's really who Asian Nicole Lynn, if you have not heard of her, definitely follow her on Instagram because she is changing the game. <laughs> love it. Love it, Riley. Last but not least, buddy Cam, what's going on? How about you? Yeah, uh, so for uh, those who know me, this will not be a shock at all, but I'm going to have to say Mike uh, Tomlin. Um, he's just such a phenomenal uh, leader on and off of the field, um, especially being a Black coach 
in the NFL, um, especially now as you know, there's some things going on there, but uh, he just, he's, he's never had a losing uh, season there. And that's, that, that speaks volumes as more than just how he gets his players to uh, show up and uh, perform, but how he leads and how he uh, changes lives on and off of the field. And then I would uh, say how he overcomes all of the adversity that is faced as a coach in that league. Um, but also uh, Stephen A. Smith, who is an alum of my uh, Winston uh, Salem State. Um, he's just such a phenomenal uh, leader and the way that he uses his uh, platform to affect change is just uh, something that I can't help but to uh, marvel at. All right, I've got a, um, a question, and this is an interesting one. And I think since there, almost everybody on this, uh, in this conversation has studied digital media, um, how do you, what's, what's the plan to extend this beyond these individual one-off events or the group meetings that you have, the union meetings, I should say, that you have? You know I mean, how do you, how do you, and, and perhaps I'm going down the wrong path here, but are, are you looking to build this um, notoriety up in, for example, in social media to extend the quote brand of this new union? Yeah, that's a, a great question. Uh, wasn't prepared for that one, but needless to say, I'm here. Uh, I think the the response I'd like to give to that is, yes, definitely look, looking to leave kind of a social uh, footprint. So, for example, once we had the event back in November that featured um, Shana, um, uh, Troy, and um, Giannina, I shared that on LinkedIn. And I also posted it on Twitter, and then I re immediately received a lot of uh, engagement from people that were like, okay, how, how did you actually pull this event off? How can I be a part of the next one? How can I play back or listen to this conversation? So I feel like from that stance, um, you're able to kind of have those conversations with individuals that are in the sports industry to say, hey, you're able to, to connect the dots, or hey, I would love to speak with someone that's at the, at the NFL level. So it also just kind of serves as, a, a, as an entry point to have a conversation about um, hosting events or reaching out and, and using your resources to pull in people to speak about the sports industry. I think that's smart. And, and so, Layden, beyond LinkedIn, have you have you have you thought about other areas? I know you and I offline have talked a little bit about Clubhouse. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so what about Twitter, Clubhouse, etc.? Yeah. So uh, I'm currently in the works of getting everyone access in BSMU to Clubhouse. I would say probably roughly 60 to 75 percent are on there, but I don't know if they're actually using it just yet. Um, I do share some of the um, content from BSMU on my Twitter feed or on my Twitter handle, such as like the flyer tonight, just to kind of spread awareness to say, hey, this is what we're doing at Columbia to just kind of spark the conversation, even though it is an exclusive event. There may be someone that's looking to pivot into the sports industry or looking to launch a career in the sports industry. And they say, oh, Columbia is hosting an event with Cecil White from uh, WME, or they're having an event with Fred Whitfield of the Hornets. Maybe that's a program I should look into. So I'm kind of raising awareness by sharing on my um, platforms as well. And then outside of uh, LinkedIn and, and Twitter, I also do have my own podcast where I interview uh, game changers in the sports industry. So looking to kind of spark conversation from that standpoint as well. Nice. By the way, we, we, have, to, we have to plug that podcast. How, what is it called and where can people find it? You can find it anywhere. It's called the You Should Listen podcast. Okay, I like that name. <laughs> Excellent. Um, Taylor, you had another one, didn't you? Yeah, I was gonna Go just it, uh, yeah. keep it keep it light, just to get a little bit sure. more background of of you know the glowing personalities that make up our program. Any insights into you know? I know, Layden, you played basketball. Any any stories you have from 
your basketball experience, your favorite team, anything just from like a, a personal fun level of, of that, why you love sports, what makes you engaged with, um, you know, wanting to be so active in the industry. And, and it can be, you know, even with uh, work experience, I know as well, you worked with Excel Sports Management and a couple other companies, just anything from your work and play experience in sports that you want to share that's a solid story. Yeah, definitely have one solid story. Shout out to the uh, intramural team. So our our intramural team was actually stacked. And then obviously the pandemic ruined it, but we were undefeated. We had Jackson hold it down at shooting guard. We had Lyle at small forward. We had Matt, and Matt that was at a point guard. So we were beating teams by like 15, 20 before they actually uh, put a halt to our season. So that's one of my post-playing days. Hey, Layden, who was the start? Go over the starting five one more time. Sorry. So it was Matt. It was Matt at point guard. It was, Matt who? Matt, wait, who? Matt who? Uh, Sanchecki. Or, okay, okay. I think I'm mispronouncing his last name. Matt Cicchecki, yeah. yeah. There you go, Matt Cicchecki. And then we had uh, Jackson Donahue at right. uh, guard, who was averaging like 30. And then we had uh, me at the three. We had Lyle at the four. And then we had Dan the man, Dan Sumner, at the uh, five position. And literally teams were like, is this like an actual like post-college team or whatever? So that was, that was a highlight. We have some uh, some pictures that we uh, captured. Oh, that's really, that's great. That's that's a great group, guys. We'll have to ask, uh, I think Lyle's going to be on the pod coming up. So we'll have to ask him some uh, some deep cuts from that. That's awesome. Oh, of course. How about you, Riley? Well, I wanted to play basketball. And my sister told me I was too short. And I believed her. So <laughs> follow what you want to do and don't let other people tell you what you can and cannot do. Fun story there. I uh, made it to a whopping five foot two eventually. <laughs> so still probably not <laughs> uh, tall enough for basketball. But um, otherwise, sorry for the background noise, <laughs> living with your family in the pandemic. Um, we like to I, keep this authentic. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, with sports, I loved all sports. I played every sport, rugby, soccer. I ran track. I did everything except basketball. But I originally wanted to start off as a reporter. And of course, here's another scenario of my family telling me what I can and cannot do because my aunts would make fun of me and say, well, when you're interviewing the uh, athletes, you'll have to stand on a stepping stool or maybe even a ladder. <laughs> so I went from the sports reporter uh, route and I decided that, okay, I would like to work in sports in some way. So that's where during my undergrad, I actually did a couple internships. I worked with Sports One Marketing in Irvine um, with uh, Warren Moon and David Meltzer. And then from there, I segued to Wilhelmina Modeling Agency, where I was an intern with the sports and fitness department, surprisingly. And then lastly, I ended up with AGM Sports, which was a startup sports agency. And now I'm at Wasserman this semester. So I've had quite a few different experiences within the sports industry, and I've loved every single one of them. I've been able to learn from each internship. So I'm just excited now that hopefully I can get a job in the sports industry and not the internship. So we're looking at that for the next step. Perfect, perfect. How about you, Cam? Yeah, so uh, for me, I've grown up playing uh, baseball, uh, football, and uh, basketball. And uh, Riley, height doesn't matter. I was like a 5'8 uh, quarterback, and I think I did well. Um, so, you know. Um, but yeah, um, then uh, I spent the last four-ish years as a high school uh, basketball uh, referee in uh, North uh, Carolina. So I have a billion uh, stories from that, as I'm sure you guys can imagine. Um, but um, um, I was also the head coach of my school's 
men's club uh, basketball team. And I'll take my guys up against um, you guys, uh, Layton, anytime. Name the place. I'll uh, call up my old team, and we will shut all of you guys down, especially uh, uh, Jackson over there. Averaging, what, 30? No way. Not if I'm coaching. <laughs> wow. All right, Layton, I take that. You just you just basically got another event idea for the BSMU exactly. you know, post-COVID. Post so there you go. All right. All right, let me, let me ask this question. Um, getting back to uh, kind of your mission and, and, and how you want this to roll out and grow. We just all witnessed what will probably go down in history is the most tumultuous year in, um, in the last, well, maybe since the beginning of America, uh, but just a really, really strange, tumultuous year in so many ways. And the, so, the, the social justice cause, particularly as it related to the Black Lives Matter movement was so big and so influential and um, so interesting to follow in the, way, uh, in the way it all unfolded, particularly back in the spring and summer of 20 was really interesting to me. And Columbia did some great programming around that as you, I know you guys were part of that as was I, it was really quite quite interesting to hear everybody's perspective. But what I was fascinated about is to see how certain pro athletes really leaned into and stepped up to take to get a bigger voice during that whole time and, and continuing and others kind of laid back a little bit. So this is not about judgment, but I'm just curious, you mentioned key mentors and influences a few minutes ago on the business side. Why don't each of you talk about one or two athletes that you thought really kind of met the moment last year? Even though this wasn't last year, I, I would be remiss if I didn't shout out one of our uh, program advisors, which is uh, Professor Lynn Elmore. He does mm -hmm. a good job of keeping sure. us uh, aware of kind of what's going on from a day-to-day -day perspective and how we can use our platforms to kind of combat the social injustices going around. But as far as um, athletes that made a stance, I would have to lean in and say, obviously LeBron's probably one of the bigger names, but I really like what Natasha Cloud did for the WNBA because I feel like the WNBA players were actually leading the way, leading the efforts in, in regards to kind of using their platforms to actually say Black Lives Matters, uh, say Breonna Taylor's name, say George Floyd's name, and just kind of making sure that they are not just wearing the t-shirt, but they're also um, spreading awareness to make sure that it doesn't happen um, again. But yeah, I feel like there's a lot of athletes out there that use their platform correctly. So interested to see the changes that come from that. Great. Riley and Cam, any, any thoughts, any, any, any athletes stand out for you guys? Yeah, uh, just to uh, tag along to what Layden said, I think the uh, W needs all of the uh, credit because they, they've they been uh, doing this for years and it's not just a moment uh, for them, but it is a, a, a movement. Uh, they put the work in behind just uh, wearing uh, t-shirts and, you know, all the things that we all see. Um, but uh, Jalen Brown really stands out uh, for me just because uh, he he put it into into action he hops in his car uh, drives back home and he was he was out there on the uh, front lines uh, putting in the work uh, so for for myself I think he was the top guy um, who really made a huge uh, difference in that terrible uh, tragic time Riley yeah, for me, I'll loop back to the trend of uh, women in sports, Naomi Osaka. I think what she did was super powerful because 
not only is uh, she playing in a solo sport, not a team sport, so she didn't have the support of any teammates, but she also is a woman of color in a predominantly white sport. So I thought that she took a stand and not only did she uh, put her voice to use, but she put her racket to use because of revenge. First, she started off by, um, she sat out of the tournament at the end, but then she decided, okay, well, let me make an even more powerful statement. And that's what I say when I mean she put her racket to use because she let her racket do the talking while she was able to make such a powerful statement through that. So I think Naomi Osaka, she, in my opinion, along with a lot of other athletes, has been making waves in uh, the social justice movement this year, especially with the two uh, tournaments that she was in. And by the way, I'm sure you guys saw the news. I think it just broke uh, this week that it was just announced that she is investing in one of the National Women's Soccer League teams, which which I thought was terrific. And I know as we all want to see women's sports get bigger and better, um, there's been a surprising lack of investment by high profile athletes in women's sports. And I think we've now learned it's going to probably have to be led by successful female athletes for different reasons. So it was really good to see her step up because she seems to have a real strong feeling about improving things brought you know broadly defined improving things so she uh I, I she's pretty close to the top of my list for for athletes that i think did a really interesting job last year of addressing the moment uh in a, in a really uh effective and um smart way so good for her and it's good to see her getting deeper into the business um taylor before we get into our usual wrap-up questions did you have any other Things you want to bring up? Yeah, I think I just had one more qu- uh, quick question before we before we wrap up, and that is, uh, so post pandemic, you know, when we are allowed back into sports uh, related events and activities, what is the number one event that you personally would like to go? And is there anything that you would personally love to see that uh, promotes, you know, the message and mission of BSMU uh, at a sporting event? Yeah. Um... It's a great question. I think that from like a lot of in perspective, if we were able to have something in person, I would love to have something similar to what uh, Bess does with the elevator pitch night in which she brings in like 10 to 15 uh, industry uh, professionals and you're able to speak with them because yeah, you can connect with someone uh, via Zoom or via team Microsoft meetings, but there's nothing like the face-to-face interaction. So if we were able to uh, pull together um, current group members, some of former alumni and some key uh, industry game changers into one room, um, I think that would be, that'd be really cool. I think, Taylor, I'll touch on your part of the question of which event I would love to go to post-pandemic. I would definitely say the Summer Olympics. I would love to go. I've never been to an Olympics, and I think that all the events are really captivating. So if if it could be incorporated with maybe the initiative of the BSMU with the Summer Olympics, specifically for Team USA, that would be phenomenal, but- Well, the question is what year will those Summer Olympics be in? That's the question right now. Well, maybe I'll be talking about the Los Angeles Summer Olympics. That <laughs> one has yet say. to be postponed. Right. There might be I a better chance. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that one's even safe, but nah. I know. <laughs> the way things are looking, it's a little bit well, scary. If, you know, if we live in a perfect world, that's where yeah, I'll yeah. be. No, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Cam? 
Um, this is tough, but um, I think uh, the first live sports event that I need to attend would probably be a Los Angeles Lakers game. Uh, I've been a fan my whole life, but I've never made it out to a Staples Center. So I need to make it before uh, Braun is done and uh, things are uh, different out there. So yeah, I'd say that uh, definitely got to get out there. All right, Taylor, we can't finish this without me asking you, which one would you go to first? That is tough because I love any of that, With his Colorado Avalanche hockey hat on. You know, I'm a, I'm a diehard Avs fan and they've been pretty trash for the last like 10 years. And they're finally like the favorite uh, betting odds to win the cup this year. So I got to rep as much as possible so everyone knows. Um, but also my Denver Nuggets are doing really well. So it, uh, it might be a, might be a, maybe a, a two for in one day. If I could go to a Nuggets and an Avs game, that would, that would be fantastic. Nice. All right, Taylor, why don't you, um, I'm used to asking the final question, uh, but let's, let me pass it on to you. you. You know what they are. I think our guests know what they are, what they're going to hear. But I don't care if we're talking to some people in their 20s, 30s, 40s, or older. I think these are two good questions, so I'll go for it. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll, we'll uh, go around the horn, Leighton, then Riley, then uh, Cam. So question number one is, how do you stay smart? What are your favorite sources that you, you love to follow? And uh, two being, um, where can we contact you? Where can we reach you? Best way, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, you name it. Yeah, um, so I guess how I stay up to date on things is I actually listen to a lot of a lot of podcasts, a lot of interviews. Obviously, the Cubs show, listen to Out of Office with Rich Kleinman. I listen to the Paul Rivera show where he interviews uh, people in the sports industry as well. Um, the Ringer with Bill Simmons, uh, the Joe Budden podcast for lifestyle culture and hip hop and also sports. Um, and then as far as staying up to date, obviously SBJ, um, Front Office Sports, uh, Sportico, and also the Wall Street Journal, just because you need to have that, that business aspect as well that, and how that plays a role in, in the sports industry. As far as how you can uh, contact me, should I give my Venmo or PayPal information? Or <laughs> <laughs> Sure, if you want. <laughs> uh, you can follow me on, on Twitter, Layden Will um, underscore, um, also on uh, LinkedIn, Layden Williams. So easy to connect and happy to speak with anyone that's interested in pivoting or launching a career in sports because I remember when I was sending out those cold emails and I was working at the bank like all right I'm going to get into sports I play basketball I love sports uh, yeah 15 minutes so anyone that reaches out to me to kind of put the time on my calendar I'll always make it an effort to speak with them great yes I think Layden mentioned everything under the book um, about the ways to stay up to date. But one thing that he didn't mention was that I really enjoy waking up to every day is uh, Google Alerts. I just said it through my email, particularly Google Sports. They just give me a brief up to date of what's going on. So that's something that I really enjoy uh, seeing. And then how you can contact me, LinkedIn. I'm sorry, I'm not that active on Twitter, <laughs> uh, but definitely LinkedIn. And I would love to continue the conversation about women in sports. If you are a woman interested in sports, or if you know people who are maybe women who are interested in sports, but have not taken the leap yet, I would love to discuss that because it's a good pastime. Riley, you're still involved with WISE? Uh, yeah, so it's still on my undergraduate campus, but of okay. course we have a, I'm not there anymore. I'm an alumni. Right, but they do, you know, they, they, you know, they do have the organization in New York. Uh, yes, I, they I do. Yeah, okay. Yes. Okay. So okay. I'm not a part of the act, that actual organization, but I'm looking to in the future. 
Nice. Okay, Cam? Yeah, so I think one of the only uh, positives of this uh, pandemic, um, I reach out and uh, talk to a lot of uh, professionals. Uh, you know, it's quick to hop on a Zoom and, you know, they are more than happy to talk. So uh, that's a huge way. And it's also a, a part of my morning to watch uh, first take. Um, so they are always great. And then uh, Stephen A being a alum of my school, it's just, I have to uh, support there. And then uh, uh, social media is huge. Uh, there's always pretty much any news that can be found, especially about sports. Uh, that's that's a, a great way to find that news. Um, also for me, LinkedIn's definitely the best way to uh, contact me uh, at um, uh, just uh, at my name, uh, Cameron uh, Morris. Um, that's probably your uh, best bet. Nice. Well, that was great, guys. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. So, uh, Taylor, nice job. Uh, that was fun. Uh, but was everybody, yeah, that was a special edition of the Cusp Show. By the way, this one produced by Ben Walsh, one of our producers. Thank you, Ben. Behind, I was going to say behind the glass, but you're behind the screen in effect. Um, but just to remind everybody, we've been listening to the leaders of Columbia University's sports management program. So uh, the three guests we've had today are current students in the program, Layden Williams, co-founder and president, and then co-VPs who apparently planned this out years ago. Uh, Riley Parker and Cam Morris. Uh, guys, we want to wish you well, not only in the program, uh, not only with your careers, but also with the successful growth and expansion of the union. Uh, great cause. And uh, it, it's really, um, um, I, I think everybody should appreciate people that are going above and beyond uh, their schoolwork to build a better program. For, uh, for all the students and alumni and faculty. So thank you on behalf of everybody else. Gotcha. I just wanted to put in a blur real quick that it is an inclusive group and I wanted to shout out Jamie again. Uh, wouldn't be here without her uh, resources and her energy and also her uh, time. So definitely want to shout her out. Yes. Uh, thank you, Jamie, too. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We really appreciate it. We'll see you next time on The Cusp Show.